the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. week's modern drama podcast this uh today we have the one and only mark shulman hello mark what's up my dear friend billy 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 look at that handsome face yeah look at that but this is may 2019 so that was right before everything started to go a little chaotic as we all know yeah well i think it was it was march of 2020 when the world changed as we know, I know. It forever. Yeah. So let's talk about this. Um, there's a couple of things happening right now that are pretty exciting. Um, the other night, uh, after what we, I mean, we're filming this by the time it goes on, it'll probably be a week or so. But uh, Pink got the Billboard Icon Award and you guys performed. How was that? That was sensational. It, it You know, um, she deserves it. And we had a nine minute space, which is highly unusual to do a medley. And first of all, let's talk about her performance with her daughter, oh. Willow, who is just a real badass to begin with, but 
She did the work. I mean, that was so sensational. And Pink, her name is Alicia. Alicia is such a mom. I mean, if you know, we just came out, or they just came out with the new documentary on Amazon. And the perspective, the viewpoint of the documentary isn't about how cool the band is. It's about her experience as a woman, as a mother on the road and raising a family and just the dynamic of what it's like to be her and be in that situation. So it's a very unique perspective and it's very emotional and very compelling. I mean, we all saw, we all got together and we saw a preview of it. You know, we did a little red carpet preview she invited. We hadn't seen each other since 2019. So it was so emotional to begin with, but then seeing that incredible documentary and then just seeing the performance and also for us seeing it from the audience's standpoint, Dude, I could not contain my endorphins at the end of that thing. I just wanted to jump right back on the stage. Like, when are we going out? When are we going out? I know. So we're so excited because we're such a family. She really, really treats everybody with such absolute respect. And she got up to talk and, and she kept on saying, we, we said, it's you. She said, no, it's us. We're responsible. I mean, she really takes pride in the team. She's, such, she's really an amazing woman. An amazing artist you see it on the audience with the audience i mean who else lies down on the stage so she could sign people's body parts so they tattoo them they're probably a million pink tattoos with her signature on arms and where else wherever else <laughs> it's really great because i remember we had spoke about that when we when we did the the interview and even when you know when we hang because we, we me and you go back a long time yeah and I, i'm so happy that she's one of the people who really like cares for her band and, and like you say it is a family because a lot of people it's not like that and we talk about that sometimes to let the younger generation know that just yeah. because you're on tour with somebody who is a superstar and she is a superstar that doesn't mean you're best friends and it doesn't mean you just like you know you you, you talk to her whenever you want and it, but you guys it, it's great that she treats the band so well and i, and I think that comes across because i saw you guys live and i mean my god the energy that you put into that show is mind-blowing and then her flying around how she spins and then lands on the floor not dizzy and just sings as if nothing is just it's just incredible the show is well, just remember i mean she was like a trained gymnast a committed like potentially pre-olympic gymnast so she is a serious athlete yeah and she even says she feels more comfortable if you look at what the documentary says i'm more comfortable singing when i'm upside down spinning She's so used to it. You know, for us mere mortals on the stage, I look at her in absolute awe because to me, it's like, wow, my job's easy. I just get to sit down here and play drums. She's like spinning. I mean, and she's so committed. I mean, think about people don't aren't aware that she has to, she wears high heels two weeks in a row while she's rehearsing to get used to the high heels so she can do one or two songs in high heels to get through the blisters and the pain and the balance. That's just one small component. And then she trains for months and months ahead of time. And then she starts working with the dancers and the choreographers and the directors six months ahead of time. And then we start doing the music rehearsals. Then we go into full production rehearsals for a month. It is quite a, 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 pro, a protocol. And there, and what's interesting to me is I would have thought, you know, because she's, you know, 40 years old or something now, that there would have been some new artist that would have sort of 
taken the flag and gone with it, but nobody has even tried because she really is so unique. I mean, what an anomaly and uh, what an amazing talent. So, yeah. Now, how many years have you played with Pink now, Mark? Wow, I started playing with Pink in 2006. So let's see, I'm a drummer, I can count. We'll call that 15 years. <laughs> I played in 15, 16 before, really. And, and, and was, then, it a, was it arena tours from the beginning? From when the beginning, you, started with her? you know, I joined her because I was subbing for her other drummer who mistakenly took, double booked himself. And I did club tours with her at first, which was warming up. And then I was as a sub, and then at the end of the, the, the subbing, they gave me the gig because we got on just so well. And then we did our first arena tour, but it was almost all Europe and Australia. And in America, she wasn't even doing arenas. We opened up for Justin Timberlake in 2007. So America kind of caught on later. She was always huge in Europe and the biggest artist ever in Australia by far. I mean, we played 60 sold out arena shows in one tour. Started out as 34 and they kept on adding and adding. We could have stayed there again. We could go back right now. So, you know, hopefully we're going to eventually play stadiums there. But we've always played during the winter. So we've always played the indoor arenas. But at Rod Laver Arena, Billy probably knows, 18 sold out arena shows. I mean, that's insane. Think about that. Yeah. And that's because, you know, the Aussies, some of the Aussies, some of my best friends are Aussies and the Aussies are like no BS people and like she's no BS. So I think they just get her. They're like, oh, we love her. You know, sorry, really bad Australian accent. Well, eight, but... 18 shows is called a residency in some some cities. Yeah, but we broke it up. It could. Yeah, I know, because we could do that in Vegas and it would be like, you know, two months. Right. Um, but no, she's really, really so loving so adored with all good reason because she really deserves it i mean here's a, a perfect example of pink right we're catering she doesn't eat on her own she's in catering with the rest of us with her kids with her family so there was a long line to get some food she wanted to get some food the manager's like go to the front of the line she's like i'm not going to the front of the line the hell with that stood in the back of the line like everybody else she'll sit down at a table she'll start talking to like the third carpenter or one of the bus drivers she she just wants real people she doesn't want to be um treated like a star she wants to be treated she would much rather hang out with a regular person talking about regular stuff than be adored as a star and, now how uh, many how many you know, years have you been with share because before well, share i i, I, I now, first of all i'll say that i'm probably probably going the guinness book of world records for the only person that ever auditioned for share three times didn't get the first two, finally got the third time. So I started with her in 99. Her manager, Roger, is the same manager for Pink. That's He was the one that brought me into Pink. So I started playing with Cher in 1999. And a number of us, including crew members, were playing with both Cher and Pink. We go back and forth. Finally, in 2017, um, it just got to the point where I needed to commit to Pink full time. And I handpicked Jason Sutter because he's so well studied and he's such a great drummer and a great friend to come in and do the share gig. And he's loving it. And he even got a Ludwig Octoplus to emulate yeah. Hal Blaine. I mean, that kid, that guy's committed, man. So uh, I work, but I work with her all the way up to 2017. And you talk about the Billboard Icon Awards. So it's the second 
billboard icon that I played with because Cher got the same award in 2017 in Vegas. So I'm so grateful I played, I've done, played with two of the icons of the planet. You yeah. know? Well, you, you, your, huh. your career, that's what I love about you and your drawing because your career goes from so many, like you were in farm. I mean, you know. Oh, I love those guys. I, I've been pl I played in and out of Foreigner uh, from like, I, 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 I auditioned and got the gig in 1992 and I left in 2013, in and out, of course. When I left, I was in tears because I adored those guys so much, but I needed to go back out with Pink because Pink was my, my first commitment, obviously. But man, what, what a fun gig that has been forever for me, just playing all those 17 top 10 hits. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It's it's really amazing, and 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 I, I love the fact that that you know she is the way she is because that has a lot to to do with it. So everybody should check out a uh, Pink All I Know So Far documentary. It's streaming now on uh, Amazon. It premiered uh, May twenty first, and you can check that out. So you should definitely, if you want to yeah. get a feel of what we're talking about, you just have to watch watch that. My now, daughter's I got know... my daughter's got more screen time than me, by the way, because she's playing with Willow. So. <laughs> Yeah, but every, everybody knows that, you know, they hear you, that's for sure, because, I mean, your, your, your kit, let's talk a little bit about your kit, like, when you're playing live, I know we had spoke about it that night backstage, but, like, what are you hearing, like, in your ears, and, because you have a pretty elaborate setup between electronics and yeah. acoustic drums, let's talk a little bit about that setup. Well, you know, fortunately, when you're at a, a, show, a tour of this magnitude, everybody gets their own personal monitor mix. So I get to hear exactly what I want. And you know what I prefer? I'll never forget. Uh, I was playing with Richard Marks. We opened up for Stevie Nicks. I was talking to Russ Kunkel. I said, Russ, what do you have in your monitors? He goes, he goes I got to send from the front of the house. I want to hear a balance of what everybody else is hearing. So essentially, I've always kept that in the back of my head. That's what I like. I like to hear everybody, a little bit of, and enough click. I have to click quiet because um, I don't, you know, I, I don't want the click overbearing. So basically I want to hear everybody because I want to play along with the band. And uh, that's basically it. It's like the click, the band, I might have a little bit more bass or something, you know, I, I always have her pretty loud because I really want to like play off of her. I want to play off the band, Justin's loud. It's a good balance though because I really want to hear everything. And I want to hear a balance of some of the loops because I'm playing along with the loops. So it really ends up being like, if you hear my mix and you check out the click, you probably go, oh, that sounds, and the drums are quiet because I'm hearing the drums acoustically. Right. So I don't have the drums blasting because the last thing I want to hear is a bunch of drums when I'm already hearing the drums bleeding through my, my molded in-ears. So I'm fortunate. And, and, and I usually don't change a thing. So like once we're set up, man, our sound checks, like we get up there, we, it's about 12 minutes for us. And then the boss comes up and then whatever we need to do with her because the, the, uh, you know, she, we usually get leaves one in or out. So she has a lot of variation because the sounds of the, of the venues change. Right. Right. That, that's the greatest thing about the inner ears is like, once you get a set um, level and a set thing that you like mix in your head, it could be the same all the time. So it makes it so much more comfortable. I would imagine. Well, for a drummer, especially because we're sitting in the same place, right. I mean, Justin and Eva people uh, and, and, and the, and the singers, and Jesse are moving around. Me and Jason and Adriana, uh, the, the keyboard players, music director, we're in place. Now, when I go out front though, um, I have a completely different mix because 
there's a lot of you get a lot of the audience you know so i also get a lot of audience mic in there too because i want to feel that if you don't get the audience mic you feel very sort of uh like you're in a studio insulated and isolated yeah and you guys always use a b stage correct or or at least recently we've always had a b stage she always has a satellite stage and there's always some sort of performance with the band one year i played cello because i grew up playing cello this last year i played two huge i played a 18 and a 20 inch floor tom and a little snare and i was using a brush in one hand and a mallet in the other and it was very um just uh what's the word tribal and really beautiful actually um and then one of the other years i played cajon so it just depends on it's all about what the music requires even my drum set is designed around the music and everything i do has a purpose so i have five toms but it's all based on a four piece setup like a buddy rich setup you know right like a 12 a 16 and then i got a 10 and then i have an eight then i have a 14 and then i have an 18 and i have a 26 by 14 inch bass drum i love 26s and then i use roland electronics to augment a lot of stuff and i have a lot of symbols but i, I utilize everything there's a musical reason i mean if you took it away i could still play the gig obviously i've done some five-piece gigs where I started out as a five-piece gig with her when I was subbing but it was uh, Mark Bennett was my drum tech at the time right now I've got Gary Grimm who's been the tech for Picaro and Gad and Erskine and Jordan and all these guys uh, Gary, I've had some amazing techs but it was Mark Bennett that said hey man why don't you build up your kit and then I got in Foreigner Mick Jones we were playing with Journey or we playing with Sticks so we had Dean Castronova and we had um uh, uh Todd Todd and both of them had huge drum sets. So Mick's like, hey mate, I want you, I want a bigger drum set. So I had three bass drums, literally. <laughs> I had a 22, a 26, and a 20. But I only used the 26. The others were for show. But I spread everything out really because I don't like things high. Um, and then Brent Barnett from Gibraltar for this last tour, especially, built me this amazing rack that's just beautiful. And on this tour, I used the broadcaster, the Gretsch broadcasters with a single lug in the middle and long rod. So it looked like a student model. And oh, my God, those drums just are magical. You're still and with I, Gretsch, right? I've been with Gretsch since for 19 years. Amazing. And yeah, do, you, I love, I love do you augment it with electronics? What's that? Do you augment your setup with electronics? Oh, yeah. I've worked with Roland for a long time with the share tour. I literally had a TD30 at the time, a complete set, 
and a complete acoustic kit in a V because there was so much electronics. With pink, it's a little less because there's less electronics and we have a lot of loops, so I just augment. But I'm using quite a bit of stuff. And of course, I used the TD-50 on the last tour. Um, and I've been with Sabian since 1988. And Vic Firth, forever. And Remo, I, I tried every other head and came back. Same with the sticks. I, went, I left Vic Firth, went, tried other sticks, came back. And I uh, played, played with a lot of other drum companies, but with Gretsch, it just always felt like home. And whenever I'd get off the road and I'd do a lot of sessions, like in the 90s when I was touring, but I, I just said, rent whatever kit you want. And 90% of the time it was a Gretsch kit. So I kind of figured out after a while, it's like, you know, I might as well just kind of play what really is resonating with most people, but resonating with me. Like, I don't tell people to play what I play. I tell people to play what you like, but to me, it feels like home. And right. that's what Gretsch feels like. That's what Sabian feels like. That's what Remo, Vic Firth. I mean, the sticks, everything. I mean, the sticks is what you touch. So it really is resonating with what you play. Because there's a lot of great gear out there, of course. Yeah, and it's also the relationships. We try to get that across to a lot of people. It, it's, like you said, there is so much great gear. And it's, it's relationships that you build and the loyalty with these people over the years that really keep people playing and you know it, it, it everybody keeps each other happy and then everyone's happy and, and well the real relationships you develop and as you develop these people become like dear friends like fred and diana gretch are dear friends andy zildjian dear friends you know yep. joe testa dear friend um i mean bob rupp Dear, I mean, all the people that I know in the industry that I've that have built these relationships, Brent Barnett, dear friend. Um, yeah, that's what it's about. Roger, Roger Johnson at Remo. Um, just, you just, because you then you become, obviously it's like, like you and me, Billy, you develop a relationship over time and you truly become close. Like you truly care about people and it isn't just business, but it does make a difference. The relationships, if there's any, ever any challenges the relationships are what hold it together. That's true. If so now when there are challenges. Yeah, yeah then, right, then the challenges. Well, I got to say, I've had very few uh, challenges with my gear, uh, fortunately. I mean, I had a few a few challenges uh, with my hardware at a point, um, and they really worked with me. Which you know? was Gretsch hardware as well. Well, I was using Gretsch and Gibraltar together. Okay. But now the Gibraltar hardware is uh, re-engineered through DW and it's, it's just stellar. So, um, and, and Mark, what you use says a lot about not only the relationships to be able to count on the, the manufacturers to be there for you, but the fact that you don't really have to as much because the gear does its job and you're putting it through these rigorous tours. That's, you know, it couldn't be more stressed out as far as gear if it tried and the, and the, and the stakes couldn't be higher when you're playing these kinds of venues with a world famous artist. So it really says a lot about that you've selected gear that is, uh, you know, that you can rely on not only because it sounds great, but because it works great. Well, here's the thing. I have the greatest drum tech on the planet who's also a dear friend. And we literally, he literally built, because he wanted to preserve the rack and not have to break it down. He had two huge drum cases i'm talking about six feet tall five feet wide eight feet long so he could literally break the, the rack into two pieces 
he is so meticulous and he has a if you i got i should actually send you guys a copy of his prospectus he's done with the drum set with every detail so i i, I joke with gary i said man it's your drum set i'm just playing it <laughs> he is i mean no could nobody could be more meticulous than him and that's why the gear works so well and that's why it sounds the same and that's why every nuance and every detail is polished and and you know you have local crew people and they will so gary will assign them like can you polish the symbols can you do this and he's very nice about it so they get along with them and they're happy to do it but uh, you know the, the maintenance of the gear um of course the gear is wonderful but the maintenance like if we were throwing it around and throwing it in the back of a van and didn't have cases obviously gear is going to get messed up but um we are fortunate enough that we have big trucks and i mean those two drum cases alone were five thousand dollars <laughs> wow yeah you need a, you need a good budget and a, and a good good tour for that which yeah like like you say well they've been great the production our production manager malcolm's also a guy i've been great friends with he did share i saw malcolm at starbucks before i saw anybody else at my local starbucks because we they were rehearsing in culver studios and i'm in culver city and i nearly jumped him and hugged him and kissed him like malcolm oh my god <laughs> you know it's like when you haven't seen people for so long and the longest that you've been home now off tour how's that been you know it's been great it's been magnificent in that we get to spend this time together the concentrated time with my daughter who's now 11 zade i mean she's you know she's the light of my life man um by the same token my daughter since she was born and my wife since we got together in 2006 on the pink tour know me as being gone half the time if I'm not drumming, I'm speaking. I go away a lot to do these speaking gigs. So, um, yeah, it's been a little weird, you know, being home all the time. And I'm really big energy and I fill up a lot of the house. So my agreement with my wife is I go to the recording studio at least twice a day just to work because there's a lot of work to do because I write and I do videos and I'm prepping for, you know, speaking gigs just to get out because I fill up a lot of the house. And even we even have a, a, a gallery we call the gallery we converted our garage into luckily right before COVID we converted it into a um, photo studio for my wife but that ended up being my video studio for my virtual speaking gigs so we just lucked out timing wise man it was really was, fortunate, really really amazing that was good um, um your book conquering life stage fright three steps to um top to performance. performance now Let's talk a little bit because you mentioned about motivational speaking. Like, I know you've been, you do that because you work nonstop. You're one of those guys that, like, you don't slow down. And 
if you're not on tour, you're not playing, or even in between, you're out doing your motivational speaking. So what, what do people get? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I wrote that book nearly six years ago, and I speak on that occasionally. But what I'm really, really speaking on now is the power of attitude. And I, I can sum it up from a drumming standpoint. It's not what we play. It's how we play it. Think about this very carefully. We cannot control so much of what happens to us, most of what happens to us. I mean, granted, the global pandemic. But you always have the power to change, shift, or choose your attitude about what happens to you. Think about the power in that. And that's a decision that you make. So you can literally decide on your attitude, decide to give, and it becomes a decision and a choice. And if you really look at when you truly make a decision, you are cutting off all poss other possibilities. So you make that decision. And what makes this especially profound is attitude is just the foundation for this formula that I live by, I swear by, and that's what I'm writing my next book on, Power of Attitude with the one of the most brilliant thinkers on the planet, Dr. Jim Samuels, who's been my mentor for 35 years. Check it out. Your attitude is what drives your behavior. Think about the power in that. And your behavior is what determines the consequences of your life. And it's so it's literally as easy as ABC. It's A times B equals C. Attitude times behavior equals consequence. So this whole book is based on that. But what we did is we went out and I personally interviewed like rock star performers in every industry. In addition to interviewing some of the greatest drummers on the planet from Carmine to Antonio, to Greg, to Kenny, to uh, uh, Rich Redman, um, Thomas Lang, um, uh, Nate Morton, I, I know uh, Stanton Moore. I, uh, I interviewed people like Judd Apatow and Howie Mandel and, and the late Tony Shea was the CEO of Zappos and and the the uh, of uh, Jeff Clark, who used to be the CEO of Kodak, to get their perspective on how they use attitude and how they've shifted their attitudes, and also some professional athletes and Martina Navratilova, and you know I'm I'm, I'm doing a lot more interviews still, and it's amazing how you see how attitude really is responsible for the success of everybody and everything. Because what every decision we make, what's what was the commonality among all of those people that you could summarize and say, here's is what they have in common? Everybody at some point realized that it all began with their attitude. And by shifting or choosing or changing their attitude, they're literally driving behaviors and producing results, producing consequences, outcomes in their lives. They, and, and they realized they had that power. And they realized that if they had a substandard attitude or a bad attitude, the same thing would happen because you can choose it. You know, if you're just aware enough to stop and go, wow, I'm in the funk, right? But I could stop right now and consciously shift my attitude. And then I demonstrate different types of attitude shifts, like the power of gratitude. If you simply stop, like if you're in a funk and you just stop and think of one thing or one person for which you're grateful and then another, and then another, and then another, you end up getting like sort of immersed, sort of surrounded by and protected by a fortress of gratitude. And before you know it, you're out of that funk and gratitude literally creates endorphins in the brain. Also, your conscious mind, you cannot have a positive and negative conscious thought at the same time. So you can't be angry and grateful 
at the same time. You can't be anxious and, and, and grateful at the same time. So if you make these conscious shifts of what you're going to consciously focus on, and as a dear friend of mine, Tim Sanders is one of the greatest speakers and thinkers on the planet. He just said, hey man, feed your mind good stuff. <laughs> He's a Southerner, <laughs> feed your mind good stuff. You know, you gotta be very careful about who you hang out with, what kind of information you feed, what you watch on TV, too much news will get you incredibly anxious. So I listen to the news, but I need to have a balance. So I also listen to things like um, impact theory on YouTube, Tom Bilyeu, the in interviews like the greatest performers on the planet. And I get inspired. I'm constantly upgrading my speech. I practice my speech five times a week and then I customize it for the clients. So all I'm doing is just, it's basically a drum clinic, man. I did a thousand drum clinics. I, I realized at some point I was talking to Dom, Dom Familiar. I interviewed Dom for the book, of course, as well. And Dom was the one that said, you know, he was asked to do a speaking gig and he made about 10 times as much money as he did for the speaking gig as he did for the drum clinic. And he did the same thing. And I realized I could do that. So I leverage this sort of celebrity that I have. I don't take it seriously, but I leverage the fact that I play with Pink and Foreigner and Stevie Nicks and Simple Minds and Billy Idol as a chance to get in the door to be able to then use the philosophies that I've thought so much about. And I've studied with two speaking coaches, an acting coach, a director, a storyteller. I've worked very, very hard to create this brand and to create the level of speaking that I do. Because now I've spoken to American Express, Dell, Kaiser, IBM, Microsoft, you, I mean, you name it. I've spoken, you know, uh, Cisco. I'm up, I'm up for a gig right now speaking for Johnson and Johnson, believe it or not. These are my clients. Nice. So I need to also know the corporate world and know how they communicate and have the content be relevant. Because for years I was just telling stories and playing licks. Now it's like the stories need to have a purpose for being there. Even every, I still play drums. I get people on stage. I do interactive clapping to demonstrate active listening. So it's become a really big part of my life. You can tell I'm really passionate about it. It's become a really big part of my life. But I'm still a drummer first. It all stems from being a drummer, man. Yeah, that's great. And, and talking uh, let, talk about inspiration and everything, uh, before we let you go, playing Wembley. I know like in, that's in the DVD, correct? Was that the first time you played Wembley? Wembley Stadium? Yes. That was like the big bucket list for everybody on the tour. Nobody played Wembley Stadium. So the whole documentary is the build up to Wembley. Wow. And it was so wild because the first day, like we had, we were playing and it was the summertime, but it was a cold summer. And the first night we played Wembley in London of all places, it was so blazingly hot and sweaty, you know? So we, so that, so that what you see live in Wembley is actually a hybrid of two shows as we played two shows. Second night was a lot less sweaty. And I have like, flames behind me that are so hot literally there's a camera guy austin and there have been some nights where i smell his camera burning from the freaking flames because it's so damn hot and i always check on him I'm like dude are you okay because he's like six feet behind me and i'm like i mean he's like three feet from these massive flames i mean wow. i literally after the flames go off and i hit my symbols there's a bunch of little bits of residue and I have to like turn my head because when I hit the symbols the residue bounces and flies everywhere man oh like ash yeah like ash but like 
beads or something because it's not regular ash. Wow. So, yeah, I live on I live on the edge a little bit, you know. It's a little dangerous, you know. <laughs> And and you, I think you started that term, man. You were on fire tonight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It has. I mean, I've had cinders land in my hair that has so much freaking hairspray in it, dude. It could go. Well, I, you know, we appreciate you taking the time to do this uh, today. Um, thank you so much, David. Well, wanna... I love drums. I love you. And thank you. you. Know, I'm going to do something daring. I'm going to give everybody my personal email address because I'm willing to answer any questions. Mark at Mark Shulman goes right to me. Got any questions? Email me. It might take me a while. I get a lot of emails, but I will answer it. So if you want to know anything, let me know. Where can people get your book? Well, the new book is we're still writing and it's probably going to be ready August, September, and then I'm going to be negotiating a publishing deal. So you can join. Um, if you go on my website, you can join my newsletter, which I recommend because I also send out some really cool videos. Um, and then people can kind of, you know, track it and I'll send out, I will get everybody on my newsletter. As soon as that book is anywhere near ready, I'll be like giving discounts and giving signed versions and all kinds of stuff. So um, I think it really will make a difference for every. I know it will make a difference for everybody. And by the way, I get, I, I get kind of, I'm so tired of mo the word motivational speaker. I call myself an activational speaker because I'm here to have people take action. And I do a lot of private success coaching for drummers and uh, people in other industries. And it really is all about how to set up an action plan because motive you, you need to be motivated, but that's just the beginning. Right. You, once you're motivated, then you need to take action on everything you're motivated about. Correct. Now you, I love what you do. You know, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. Always, it's been a long time. I, the first time, a lot of people don't probably know this. Uh, you, the, the first time that me and you actually hung out, hung out was um, at at the grand opening of the Hard Rock in New York City in Times Square. You sat in for um, you were on that couple of dates with uh, Velvet Revolver. Oh, I played with Velvet Revolver for six weeks. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Matt hurt his his yeah, hand. Matt broke his hand. Yeah, that was a trip. I, I, that night was so good because it was the grand opening of of the of the Hard Rock in Times Square, which was a big thing. And then I sat at the control board with Matt, watching you. It was pretty wild. That's incredible, man. Yeah, that was that was very special. That was well. What we did is we all of those shows we changed the tour last minute when Katrina hit, and then Velvet Revolver did a bunch of shows and donated all the proceeds to Katrina. So it was very that nice. was that was really cool. Well, thank you again, everybody. If you missed this May 2019 issue, go to the Modern Drummer Shop. I mean, look out. at the hair alone. You got to get it for the hair alone, man. Look at that. Look at that handsome face. Look at that spike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I got to give one plug for the glasses because my friend Gerd, JeffersonEyewear.com. These are recycled drum shells and they're the coolest thing. And you can get any shape. You can get any color. I have my own line. But drummers, you want to be cool, get uh, go to jeffersoneyewear.com. Put type in Mark Shulman, you get 10% off. Yeah, and I and they're light too, because I tried I tried them on when I was with you. They're very light. Yeah, it was Mike Dolbear, who's you know the great drummer in the UK, the great teacher who turned me on mm -hmm. to it originally. So thank you, Mike. Well, thank you, everyone. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Thank you, Mark. Mark. Hope to hear thank from you. you. Big love. Mwah. Take care, you guys. We'll see you soon. And girls. And animals, I gotta go attend to my five-month-old puppy now. <laughs> More work. Take care. <laughs> Take care. Bye.
My friend, Mark Shulman here coming to you from the stage in Fargo, North Dakota. We're playing a show tonight with Pink, but I'm here to talk to you about Modern Drummer. Modern Drummer is the Bible. Modern Drummer is the original. As long as I can remember, this has been my source of inspiration, not only to see all of the amazing gear and all the amazing ads that always inspired me, but for the greatest information on the greatest drummers and the greatest secrets and the greatest licks and all of the insights that I needed to build my career and to build up to who I am now. It's such a brilliant resource. It continues to be a brilliant resource. And I cannot say enough wonderful things about this particular magazine and all the adjunct information that they have online. It is life-changing. Thank you, Modern Drummer. You guys have been the greatest resource for drumming in my life. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.